Welcome to the Flourishing in Christ podcast, part of the Vine, the Trellis and the Crow teaching series here at City on a Hill. Uh, in this podcast, we get to chat with leaders across our City on a Hill movement. We get to hear from them, uh, hear about their wisdom and their experience in pursuing more of Jesus through the spiritual disciplines. If you're new here, uh, my name is Louis. I'm from City on a Hill Surf Coast. Uh, today, you're in the room with Emily Lancaster and Alice Arnott, both from City on a Hill, Melbourne. And Ew. you're listening to this week's pra- this week's practical epi- episode, Practicing the Presence. Brother Lawrence, author of Practicing the Presence of God, wrote, We ought not to be weary of doing little things for the love of God, who regards not the greatness of the work, but the love with which it is performed. What do you think about that, M? Alice? Yeah. That's a a big call. It is. It's but massive. It's very, it's incredibly freeing, actually. Like when you think about it, like the, the practice of little things, like it's, I think I can, I forget sometimes that God cares about it, if I'm being quite frank. Um, and so that's a good, it's a good reminder. Good get early on, Louis, straight out oh. of the gate. We broke the ice with Brother Lawrence because oh, um, he's a such a cool dude. What a hero. He was. <laughs> what do you reckon, Alice? Yeah, I love the focus on the relationship with God that that we can do anything. I have a friend who used to say she changed, she used to live with someone who didn't change the toilet roll when it was run out. She would change that toilet roll for Jesus. And she said it was a very sanctifying time in her life. Yeah. Nice. Housemates do that for it's you. It's a weird place to start a podcast. But anyway, That's, change yeah. the toilet I, roll I, for Jesus. I love it. And that's, that's, uh, you know, there's all of my jokes right now should not be said out loud. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Filter, for catching those ones. Um, Louis, I'm so proud. That's gross. I'm right. so proud of you. <laughs> it's this abide in Christ and you will bear much fruit and <laughs> self-control is, um, has, uh, it's, it's beating in my, in my newly Lawrence given heart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what brother Lawrence thinks. I care. What Jesus needs. Yeah, but no boy. <laughs> well, um, hey Em, put us back on the rails because if yes, I keep talking, we're, we're we're way off into the um somewhere not here. Um that's, that's we've fine. got Alice on today. We're that's thinking it. about practicing the presence, and straight away yeah. you knew that Alice was the queen of the practice of the presence. That's mm, true. I um, What does that mean? What does it mean? What are we thinking about today? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I think what it means is there's an intentionality in the way in which you live where you are seeking to have God at the center. Um, uh, you are seeking to be in communion with him. Uh, that is something that Nikki spoke about um, a couple of weeks ago uh, when we interviewed her and Graham and hearing about just like that intentionality of walking through your day with Christ Um and so when we were then thinking about this in, this idea of engagement and withdrawal, um, so that's what uh, we talked about, at least at Melbourne a couple of days ago. And so wanting to kind of dive deep into what does that look like? How do we build rhythms into our life where we can engage um, with the people around us, with the church, uh, with God in community, but then also what does it look like to withdraw and be intentional with that time as well? Um and just when I think of intentional people in my life, Alice Arnott is at the top of the list. 
Uh, she's intentional with her friends, with her work, uh, with her time and with her relationship with Jesus. Um, and so this feels like a very, felt like a very easy on-ramp to understanding that. Um, and so, yeah, like wanting to understand, yeah, how do we um, practice the presence of God and do that in a way that is engaging and withdrawing, recognizing that like both are really good. Um, both are really helpful. Um, so Al, thanks. Dan. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Can I just say first time, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Oh, hey, winner. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it's quite swish. a privilege to be sitting here. Um, and thanks. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah. It's from the heart. Um, I'm glad I'm an intentional friend. Yes, you are. Hey, Alice, can I just say how wonderfully intentional you were about affirming your sister in Christ with like a wonderful compliment. Um, well, can I you've just heard say it here thank first, you first. for affirming me. Okay. For <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, as, as beautiful as this is, <laughs> I suspect we could go for a while just to make sure we have the final say. So <laughs> um, jumping in, uh, even just like the, the importance of living our life the idea that we're talking about here is flourishing in Christ yeah. and yeah. following him closely and walking closely with him. Um, I think out of the gate, this is something that Louis and I have spoken about a lot and we've, and we've asked a lot of people and so like, you are not off the hook here. Uh, but what is it about Jesus that has captured you that makes you want to engage with him and draw with him and withdraw mm. with him? Great question, Em. Um, I love in the, in the person of Jesus, um, that he's someone I want to spend time with. Um, and I think, I don't know, I, so I've known Jesus, I've known about Jesus since I was a baby, um, since I could talk, I, I've heard, uh, I heard that he was someone I could trust. Um, I, I knew that he was someone who loved me, but I think it, it hit me when I was Oh, probably a teenager, that there'd been this longing that I had for a long time um, to be near Jesus in a way, in a tangible, fleshy kind of way. And my dad tells me that I this came out in a uh, tearful way when I was going to bed one night and, and he was assuring me, you know, you don't have to be scared. Jesus is with you. But he and, and as he said that to me, my protest was, but he's not, he's not here. He's not here in the flesh. I want someone with skin on is what I said. But it was only when I was an adult, like I think it was as a teenager, that came back to me or that story kind of made me think again, well, hang on a minute. He is, he is, okay. He's not sitting right here like you are, mm. but, but Jesus is God taking on flesh and, um, and, and he had a body and he will, he has a, a new body and, and we will experience him in that way again. But I love that he is the fleshiness of God. He, what is that quote of Shakespeare, you know, writing himself into the place so that Hamlet would know him and could experience relationship with him. So where did I start out? I love that Jesus, um, that I can experience, um, uh, his, his both divinity, but also his humanity and that that connects me to him in a way 
uh, connects me to God, connects me to the the Godhead. Um, yeah, in a way that, I mean, it, it almost seems like a weird thing to, to imagine, but what would God be like without Jesus? You know, like we know God is triune, we know he's Father, Son and Spirit, but just imagine for a second that there wasn't a son. Um, what would we be missing? I think that to me, I, I, yeah, I can't imagine um, there not being a son who I can relate to who is human and divine but has that fleshiness. So I love Jesus' fleshiness. How's that? That's, That's Instagram-worthy, that is. That's tweet-worthy. I love his fleshiness. Sorry, that won't get picked up. It lands Trinity. a bit weird, but yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you get what I mean in context. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you have thought about um, putting aside time to create rhythms, to engage and withdraw, what has that looked like for you? Like what has been, like what was an element of the process of thinking about engagement and withdrawal? Mm. Yeah, it's such a good question. Um, I think a few things come to mind I learned this year, or, and I can't, I can't claim this. I read it somewhere. Uh, this idea that in the Christian life we both breathe in and breathe out, uh, and the picture was of, uh, I think, a baby. You know, uh, as a a nurse, I I can um, relate to this thought that when a a midwife is uh, catching a baby, the most important thing is to make sure that it takes its first breath. Um, and just the thought that as Christians, where our life begins is, is breathing in, um, God's spirit, breathing in his love, receiving from him, um, his grace, his forgiveness, um, just having a relationship with him. And then as we breathe out, um, into the world, uh, that there's this, yeah, this beautiful, we're, we're kind of giving back what we've already been supplied with. Um, and, and as I've ruminated on that idea of breathing in and breathing out and what does that look like within the Christian life, there's just been so many layers to that that I've found helpful and have given me a framework for this, this idea of uh, what does it look like to be a Christian who loves Jesus and loves spending time with him and and receiving everything that I I know he wants to give me um but then as we know when we breathe in like you can't hold it you've got to do something with that and so what does that then look like for me to breathe out and and to make sure that there's places and spaces and relationships um that I'm intentionally seeking um to be able to yeah to to give what i i know god has given me to 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 help others to to show god's love um in yeah in the place that he's put me so going back to your question i think that that overarching idea has really helped me particularly in the last 12 months or so as i've been thinking about this stage in my life this season uh what god has been showing me and and how he's wanting me to live um another picture so I find pictures as you know very helpful uh, I sometimes I joke that God knew that I needed to stay on this the child's storybook bible um I haven't yet graduated 
um, to the adult There's the graphic novel version, which we can hook you up with later on. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, even this series, right? Like we are looking at a picture uh, and unpacking the the beautiful biblical truth uh, of of the vine and the trellis. But anyway, this this idea, this picture, um, again, I heard from someone somewhere, uh, was of a, I think they said, in the church, there are lots of rivers that carry water from place to one place to another. But what we need is more reservoirs. We need um, bodies of water that fill up, and, and then they only they only flow out once they're full. And I just love that picture of as as a Christian, um, just having this deep well of you know as we know Jesus is the the true and the living water and as he fills us it's out of that oversupply that we then give out now that's not i know in in practical terms that's not always how how we live you know that there is this feeling and emptying and then being filled again um but i think again it, it it's good to pause and ask the question as a christian um how has God called me to be faithful, to, to be aware of what is going to fill me and then be aware of um, what depletes me and, and to kind of, yeah. And part of that, I think, is knowing yourself, knowing, you know, your personality type, like extrovert, introvert, um, how am I going to, yeah, recharge? What are the ways that, um, yeah, in my looking back in my Christian life, what are the things that have really like helped me come alive in my faith? Um, uh, who are the people that I want to surround myself with? Um, I actually had someone say to me the other day, um, this idea of, uh, in the, in the spiritual life, uh, spiritual disciplines, almost being like a vitamin. Um, and I really loved that picture because they said, you know, we don't need all of the spiritual disciplines all of the time, um, necessarily, because there might be some things you're doing well at, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say? God, God wants to work in us in specific times in specific ways. And so they said it's like almost like taking a vitamin. Um, you need that particular vitamin A or vitamin B. You don't need to take all the vitamins at once. So, yeah, kind of knowing, hey, how am I going in this? Like, God, where do you want to see fruit in my life? Um, and so having that conversation with God. Uh, I've forgotten the question. There you go. The end. <laughs> the end. That concludes. No, <laughs> I, I, that's uh, that's really helpful. I was, I think, um, it, if you don't mind, I'll, I'd be cool to drill into that a little bit. Please do. Um, uh, to take probably um, the uh, to take artistic pictures and put them into. Mm. So I'm probably more the opposite. I mean, I'm I'm left-handed, so it means I'm probably somewhat creative. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you're very creative. You're about this. Oh, thank you, Em. Thank you. It's amazing. Uh, I thought we moved on from the compliment part. No, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. We're not editing these podcasts, uh, but we might have. No, I'm just stop. It. Uh, just to move, uh, just just to try and um, uh, perhaps add uh, clarity to some of the language, mm. even just for my own understanding. Yeah. So th- I I think that idea of breathing in, breathing out, like energizing, it, it taking in the good, the oxygen, and t- and then we are. You know, we're, we're, we that that energizes us, and then the yeah. exhale is this, and it's this. Uh, it breathing means a repeated cycle. You got to keep breathing. Yeah, don't don't right. stop. Mm. Recommendation: mm. you got to hear first. Don't stop breathing. Um, 
Good advice. And then this other idea of reservoirs that mm. we're being filled, we are like, you know, that adage of we are blessed by God to be a blessing to others. <laughs> um, you know, we start from a posture of praise and being filled with the love of God that overflows and spills out to love other people. And then you're talking about like personality there. Yeah. I mean, I, I sometimes think in terms of um, energy, what energizes us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm like a, you know, uh, so I, I'd say I'm an introvert because I energize on my own. Like that's yep. what energizes me, you know, mm -hmm. more than five people and I'll crumble mm -hmm. um, or not that I'll crumble, but I can't sustain for the sustain long term. It. And, um, and of course it's always a mix of both. Now, all of that framework to kind of go, so we're thinking this idea of practicing the presence of God mm -hmm. with a rhythm of engaging and withdrawing, Yes, um, which is, uh, to me goes, this is different for everyone because the yeah. thing that energizes me to live for and with Christ <laughs> will be different to M or yourself. Like, yeah. you know, um, can you like, yeah. is, is, am I on the right track? And can yeah. you like keep adding, adding, adding to that? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, to hear yeah. More. I think you are on the right track. I think your observation that it is going to be different for everyone um, to assess what do I, what do I need to be the type of person to live in this world as someone who breathes in God's goodness, His love, and to to orchestrate my life in such a way that I I can do that to the fullest and take oh. the biggest breath and and the deepest breath. I love that picture of you know we want to be deep people. We don't want to be taking shallow breaths. Um, so, so what does that look like for me uh, in, yeah, my experience of the world, uh, the relationships that I have, you know, who God has put around me in how I experience it. But look, like thinking about the personality thing for a minute, um, you know, most of us are right brain or left brain dominant. And so um, I'm not saying we should only uh, practice, you know, a relationship with God through that side of the brain, we might actually need to push ourselves sometimes to to do the opposite. Yeah. If I'm a rational thinker, then I actually think um, part of who God's made me to be is also a, a creative thinker and someone who thinks uh, perhaps is is okay with mystery. Um, yeah. So maybe it's good for me to push myself outside of that. But, but acknowledging that there will probably be one uh, dominant that, that plays into how I experience the world and how I experience. Uh, how how yeah that impacts on my relationship with God and others. Um, I think though, you know, your question around what does that look like for me as opposed to M. I think we can learn stuff from one another, That's um, right. and I think it's great. I love being in community and having these conversations in community because, um, yeah, I think God's wired you in a different way. Yeah. And that's really beneficial for me to, to see, oh, yeah, maybe I could try that or um, or I don't think that'll work for me, but maybe I could do this. So I think actually we can refine and, and help each other get creative in this way because that's been one of, I think, my experiences is that I have come from a, a church of origin, which is pretty, you know, bright brain. <laughs> you know, we like to, to think a lot and grapple with big ideas and, and I love that. But actually, my walk as a Christian the last 15 years or so, um, God has, has brought me into relationship with others who 
are much more okay with the mystery of God and much more, um, you know, what does God say? My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And so getting myself around others who are okay to sit in that and okay to, to, to experience God, um, in that mystery and, and holding in that, you know, holding that tension and, and practicing, um, God or use the word spirituality, but you know what I mean? God, um, uh, has been really helpful to push me outside and to get me uh, thinking in ways and experiencing God in ways that I don't think I would have otherwise. Um, yeah. So I'm not saying you should only sit in your lane. I do think it's good to be aware of your personality and aware of how God's wired you. Uh, and I think, you know, in this teaching series, we're also thinking about, yeah, like when am I at my best in the day? Is it at first thing in the morning or at night? Um, being aware of, of how God's wired you and how, and, and what your rhythms are, I think is really important in putting in a rule of life. But I think also we don't want to be so constrained by by those things that we don't get cre- creative because that's certainly been my journey in um, the last yeah. 15 years is, you know, I realized one day, I think I'd, I'd been taught that to be a Christian, to be someone who is faithful in my Christian walk, um, I would get up in the morning, I would read my Bible and I would pray um, and then I'd get to the end of the day and I'd say my prayers before going to bed. And that's what my prayer life should look like. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things, but yeah. that's not all our prayer life and our, and our relationship with God should look like, you know, as yeah. you, you, um, started the podcast, you know, we have 24 hours in each day or, you know, certain number of hours that are awake, <laughs> but, um, mm. you know, God is present with us in those, in every moment. And so what a waste if I'm only praying or only aware of him in the morning and, uh, first thing in the morning and at night, like, yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. I think there's a, a, a danger. This, I'll say the whole so, thing yeah. and then you'll understand. <laughs> I'll get at it. Um, <laughs> like I think there's almost a danger of over-spiritualizing what it looks like to spend time with God that we don't invite him into the normal, which is like where we started. Like we started that 20 minutes ago with that. Um, And I, like, I had really good advice years ago and it was a person quoting a person who quoted a person. No idea who it's from. That's a deep, that's a deep quote. That's super deep. It's a deep quote, which means it's also probably like shifted ever so slightly from the origin. Just say Um, improved, improved. Improved. (laughs) But the idea is... Uh, if you work with your hands, you should Sabbath with your mind. And if you work with your mind, you should Sabbath with your hands. Um, yeah. And it's kind of this idea of, and I think you could, honestly, I think you could uh, shift that from Sabbath to just like any time with God um, as a helpful way to understand your lane and like you're doing this type of life with who God is. And then there's opportunities to be like, okay, like, I'm going to totally change how I spend my time to be intentional with who he is. Um, and I have found quite a lot of freedom in that. I think probably, especially for people who are working in ministry, like there is a lot of thinking and a lot of, um, like sitting and working with people and like praying through things. Um, and so obviously when we Sabbath, we want want to be praying and sitting and thinking, but then I've noticed Oh, it's actually when I zoom out and I'm painting or um, 
like going for walks or like I know you're like going out and like getting into a, in getting into nature and seeing God that way like you're not doing that in your nine to five um at least not the days that we work together um <laughs> maybe other days you are um, but like that just that idea of of bringing him into it and like it was funny I was praying with a girl that I met up with Louie I might I think I mentioned this to you the other day um uh, just a, one of the girls that I meet up with and was just praying for her and praying over her and uh, wanting to encourage her and just found myself needing to ask God to be there with her when she goes on her hike and just being like, would you just be really present when she goes hiking so that she can be spending time with you? Um, or when she is baking, like, God, can yeah, you show yeah. her that you're there and you really care about this moment? Um and so I think it's that idea of bringing him along and that means when we're engaging with the world around us, with heaps of people, we can like make sure that God is there and present because that's the beauty of community. Um, but then there's also that idea of withdrawal. Um, and Alice, I, I, I think it'd be really helpful to hear from you because I, we're quite close. We're like, we're really close friends. And so I know the rhythms that you have and that you seek to practice or um, some weeks you're like, oh, nope, didn't get there, but like, I will. <laughs> that's scary being on a podcast with one of your good friends. Yeah, that's right. Like, what will you that's, ask that's me? That's right. There's, will there's, you there's, there's, there's no bus throwing. Um, but, but please ask. But yeah, like you want to have moments of intentional withdrawal from the world around you, whether it's a Sabbath day or even um, one of the rhythms that you've spoken about is like this reflect week. Um, and your hope of bringing like God coming alongside of you and spending very um, extended amount of time with him over days as opposed to just a 24-hour period. Yeah. Um, and I just know from talking with you, when those moments happen, there's energize like it's really energizing. Um, and so like keen to hear from you, what do those times look like? Like, yeah, practically you've withdrawn intentionally um, to be able to engage intentionally with who God is and look back and look forward. Yeah, what have those times looked like? Yeah, well, I, maybe I'll just quickly start with the why. I think the the idea of um, breathing in, breathing out, uh, I think I've realised to be in this for the long haul and this being life the Christian life, ministry, but, you know, really just um, continuing to, to be someone who's uh, living the life that I feel Jesus has called me to live um, out of grace, um, out of his love, is to make sure that I am being filled up because I don't, I've, I've experienced burnout um, and I've experienced those times of, you know, feeling really depleted um, and I want to be faithful uh, for the long haul. And so I think God's really... Yeah, he's taught me over the last uh, 12 years or so that this, I need to be depositing into my kind of spiritual, you know, bank account regularly. And the way, the best way that I've found to do that is through time in prayer, like time with him. And when I say prayer, uh, I just mean having a relationship with God. Um, you know, it's it's like a relationship with a really good friend. There are going to be times where you're talking and like, getting everything out, you know, deep conversations into the night. And then there'll be other times where it's just sitting and watching a TV show together or going for a walk and not talking or 
but you know, having, I think regularly realizing that if I'm not doing those things, if I'm, and, and it's hard with God, right? You know, like it is easier to do it with a fleshy person who's sitting next to you, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the one relationship that we know will always, um, meet us with what we need. It's, it's the, yeah, it's, um, God is able to, there's, there's something that he can give us at, at any moment of the day that will be the perfect thing that we need, uh, which is his spirit, which is his love, which is his grace. So while it's hard, it's, it's like, it's the best thing for us. So for me, um, I don't do it perfectly and I, I stumble a lot and I need others to kind of keep spurring me on and, and, um, I cannot testify enough to the people in my life who are on this journey with me and encouraging me in this. But, um, yeah, what does that look like practically, uh, to, to engage and withdraw? Uh, a few things. I am trying to start every day in just quiet. Um, so, so kind of having those moments that I just mentioned with God where I don't say anything and I, uh, the best way I can think of to, to describe it is I have a cat and he sometimes sits and like just purrs and looks into my eyes and I know it's just, he's just really like satisfied with just being in my presence, but it's like this stare that he gets. And that's the best <laughs> way I, I've gotten to describe what I'm trying to do with God is just look into his eyes and just enjoy, like, I love you. I know you love me. We are connected. Um, I'm, yeah, I mean, biblically, I think it's God's command to be still and know that I am God. Um, and so I'm just trying to start my day with three minutes. It's not long, but surprisingly long <laughs> sometimes, um, just to be still and not to get into my Bible reading and not to um, start praying and thinking about the day, but just to stop and say, no, God, you are God. I'm not, and I just want to enjoy being your creation um, just for a few moments at the start of the day. And it sounds weird, but it does change my posture mm. going into the rest of the day. Um, so that that's kind of one of my practices. Very short, very, um, might seem mundane, but I think over the long haul, I I feel like it is changing. It's shifting my, my attitude. Um, the other one is... Uh, Sabbath. So yeah, there are these different rhythms I'm trying. I'm not a great Sabbather. Um, I, I find it really hard to devote a whole day to not being productive. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean, doing things that make me feel like I'm being productive. Um, so I've read a lot about Sabbath and, um, I've tried to put in practices. So I think having a digital detox I, I know that's that's super important so carving out a day a week where I'm not on my phone I'm not scrolling um you know I have my Apple watch if I'm getting urgent phone calls I know that's that's still going to come through but uh as much as I can just being offline um I, I have to hide my computer I like literally yeah otherwise I can just wow. very easily open the lid um yeah so getting and even just putting out books that I know I really want to read um, uh, doing things that slow me down. So I think we've talked a bit about like that pace of life that if you're not careful, you just get caught up into it. So having that one day just to slow down, 
Uh, but yeah, and you talked about this idea that I've been trying of actually having a, a week Sabbath, so a week long Sabbath. So it's not that I don't go to work. Like I still, Imagine. obviously, <laughs> see you guys see you in a week. Um, yeah, but it's like in my calendar, it says rest and reflect week. So I don't go out at night unless it's something that I know is going to really fill me, fill my cup. So I might go to a, a good friend's house or um, see family. But yeah, it's it's nights at home. Generally, it's um, reading. It's doing things that I know intentionally, I know I need to do, but sometimes life just crams it out. Um, and then it's also uh, about spending quality time with God. So what does that look like in my life? Um, listening to God. So rather than just talking at him, doing things that really help me to listen to his spirit. Um, and again, about the pace of life, I think once you slow down, sometimes those things that have been there um, come to your attention. I've, I've heard it said, you know, it's like when I think Nikki Chiswell has, has said this to me, it's like when you put the brakes on in the car sometimes and stop, all the stuff comes flying forward and and you can see it. It's on the wind, windscreen. Um, so, yeah, doing that once a month and having that week where I'm intentionally resting. It means sleep more, to be honest. Like, I think we get so tired. We don't even realize it sometimes. So, and, and often we can wait until a holiday to stop properly. But I don't know if that's good for our bodies. Like, um, and I know I'm, I think it's worth acknowledging I'm, I'm in this stage of life and a season where I can stop, where I can get lots of sleep. Uh, for others, that's going to need to look different. Uh, I've been talking to a few friends who are married and have young kids and, um, you know, sometimes it might be one person takes takes the load so that the other one can do these things and then you share uh, and then you switch out. But, yeah, whatever that looks like for you to kind of really just slow down because we do live such frenzied, like, um, fast lives and so I think God is wanting to speak all the time it's just that we're not necessarily tuned in um, to hearing from him so yeah so there are a couple of my practices I think the other thing I just wanted to mention too is prayer in community um, I love praying around others uh, it's good for me to hear the way others pray and the way that others experience God um you know, I'm so encouraged. So I'm trying to I'm trying to instill rhythms where I'm praying with and for my church every week. I'm praying um, with someone you know who knows me well, at least once every couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, just making sure you know. Obviously, there are rhythms within church life, but actually seeking out those people in my life who I know I need. Yeah, to encourage me in my prayer life, to ask me questions, but just to pray for me and to pray with me. Um, yeah, I love praying with people. Mm. Those are wonderful reflections, Alice. I um, I feel like if I'm to reduce down this concept of practicing the presence, I'm hearing uh, two modes. Yep. Um, the one mode I think is sort of the, the more famous version of practicing the presence where brother Lawrence talks about as he washes the dishes, he's aware of God's presence that he does it in the company of God, you know, through the indwelling, 
you know, presence of the Holy Spirit, that yeah. even in these menial mundane tasks, he is mm. not alone. Uh, yeah. And that is just an everyday posture, um, which is sometimes, you know, I think even epitomized our kids. We love to thank God for the car sure. parks that we get, mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know, because he, Jesus is in control of that too. Uh, you know, when the, when, the, when the sun is out and the clouds look pretty, thanks Jesus, you know, this... Uh, Walking, walking uh, beside God and everything, and that's that's a uh, I guess a reactive posture of yeah. understanding God's seeing God at work and being like, you get credit for that. Thank you so much. How good. Well, and then the other side of practicing the presence is not the reactive one of just mundanity, but the proactive one of um an in, of an intentionality that has a motivation to seek yeah. after God and not Absolutely. to sort of like catch glimpses or mm. remember presence, but it's a, I'm, I, I feel that God has wired me to sit under the trees mm. and hear the birds. And I feel like I know mm. that that's me staring into his eyes moment, you know, like yeah. the kitty cat yeah. purring on, you know, I get to be the kitty cat purring on his chest, or if you're not a cat person, <laughs> you know, the dog <laughs> wagging its tail saying throw the ball again. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's good. And, uh, and that's that proactive one is uh, that's where I guess our, mm. our personality comes to shine really yeah. in how we're wired. Um, yeah. You know, one person's day at the beach is heaven. For another person, it's yep. someone's hell. You know, a uh-huh. game of golf yeah. for one is, you know, um, a divine encounter. The other one, it is actually the mm. pit of despair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I don't yeah. play golf. I just. Looks, yeah, you showed your hand there. <laughs> I know. You know it's, <laughs> No, it's good. I love that you use that word seek because Mm. I've been thinking lately, I want to be a seeker. I I think I've always thought it's non-Christians that seek God. You know, oh, you're a seeker. You're looking for God. But surely as Christians, we need to be seeking God every day, every moment. Um, Now, I think often we are seeking. It's whether or not we're seeking God uh, in those moments. You know, like there's, there's often yearnings that we can have, which ultimately find the yes in Jesus. But, but am I actually seeking God in, in that, in that day to day moment to moment kind of sense? I think it's, I, it's a question I I really want to ponder more. Um, yeah. So yes, I, I think there is that. And I think we need to be active in that and creative. I keep using that word creative, but it's just really been helping me to think through like, I don't have to box my relationship with God. I think sometimes we want yeah. to because then it's just like, okay, well, it's, tidy. it's like this rule of life thing. If you just give mm. me a rule of life, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> but like, no, actually God is, you know, he's creative. He's set up this world and he has given us personalities and there's dynamics there that, um, yeah, mean that we need to give some thought and intentionality to how, how, we, how we're setting ourselves up to have a relationship with, with God that's flourishing. Yeah. Um, and there's no, it's like, I'm um, so I'm a nurse and uh, there's such a depth and breadth of what that could mean, um, you know, from oh. one person to the next. Uh, and I just feel in nursing, like there's no reason to be bored. Like if you are bored in your job, there are literally thousands of other roles that you can do. I kind of feel that as a Christian, like if you're bored with God, I think you're in the wrong, like you're doing the wrong thing. Uh, I don't mean to say that like there's a right and a wrong way to be a Christian, but you know, like there's a missing out that that's happening. 
um, like you're not tapping into something if you're if you're bored. I think like we're places that you can do. There's places that you yeah. can do. Yeah. 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 Because he is wanting, he's wanting a dynamic, colorful, vibrant relationship with us where we are filled continually. And, and yes, there's going to be times of dryness. And like I do, I've experienced those times. Um, there are desert seasons and we're still called to be faithful in those times. But also, yeah, I think, I think there's more that he wants to give us in a relationship with him. He wants us to to keep coming back. I think it's that seeking image yeah. again to keep coming back to him because yeah. he is seeking us. I think that's something I, I've realized too, you know, as much as I on my best days am seeking him, um, it's nothing in comparison to the way that he pursues us. Yeah, that's great. I think that's, we see a lovely dovetail uh, with what we just recently talked about with Georgina, that process mm. of examine, I think that that gift or that practice or something like it, mm. uh, that can free us from, I guess, that sense of boredom, yeah. uh, the resting again in the finished work of Christ and his declared identity over us. Um, because that's like, we love and have a relationship with a living God who's given mm-hmm. us the living word. Yeah. And the promises there are draw near to me. I will draw near to you. You know, that's a, that's, there's a seek me and you will find me. Um, but also, I mean, you know, go hand in hand with the promises. It is good to wait on the Lord. Yeah. Um, but he's not a cardboard cutout somewhere that is lifeless, mm-hmm. but um, he's God and he can do, he can show up yeah. in yeah. awesome ways. And there's yeah. the beauty of community, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like, what God met you there like that? You know, yeah. it's just like it, we get an ever expanding view of the way God works. Yeah. Um, and yeah. isn't it lovely that uh, we can't put him in a box? Can yeah. I say one last thing? I just think it's really important to say too, that if you're struggling with this idea of withdrawing, like, I don't know what to do. Like, what would I do, yeah. with, you know, in my quiet time with God? Um, find others who are struggling too or find others who are good at it and and get yourself um yeah it, even just one tool so i think that that's something that's really helped me is just finding one thing that somebody else does that i could try and maybe i try it and it's it just doesn't work at full spot but then yeah there might be something else and so i think finding those spaces and places where you can try to get creative in your relationship with god um, yeah, I, I am a big advocate for retreats. So talking about that idea of withdrawing from the world, I, I've found a lot of, um, uh, just benefit in taking space and time out of my everyday and like literally removing myself from my house, um, going and staying somewhere or going to a, you know, a beautiful park, uh, and just spending time with God without the distraction of the everyday and just just waiting on him and and hearing what he says. I find that hard to do though because I'm an extrovert, and so being alone all day something I'm getting better at. But like it's still hard being alone for two days in a row is hard. So actually going on retreats with other people where they're all spending time alone yeah. with God together <laughs> has just been yeah it's been a really helpful thing. So that would be my advice if you can like find at least even just one other person who's also wanting to do this and just plan a plan a day 
drive mm. to the Dandenongs. I don't know, wherever you're listening, go to the hill or the sea. Yeah. That needs <laughs> to be. Go where there's space. Yeah. There's something about space. And I also just think it's funny, like what you just described, it's kind of like interesting that like it's the extrovert solution because it's the introvert stream. Like it's that, it's that spending time together, but doing your own thing. Like it's that, like for me, I'm like, oh man, I love it when I can sit and read with someone. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, oh, I'm still, I'm with people, but I'm like, I'm also alone. Is that your drink? Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Great. It's a date. Um, <laughs> and I, I think when, if there is those moments of feeling like the struggle or the dryness or the, or the bored element, um, is just that remi- reminding yourself why you love Jesus in the first place. Like sometimes that can remove, often, personally, I have found that really removes a lot of that because <laughs> um, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like that's why, that's why I'm doing this. Like that's why I'm wanting to spend time with him and, mm. and it can remove some of the why it's hard. It's just like, oh, yeah, like who is he? You know, who is Jesus? You know, and it's flipping open and then, going to Luke 7 and just reading it and being like, what, what, what is good about who Jesus is in this? Mm-hmm. Um, like I find, personally, I find that really helpful. Yep. Um, thinking through like, yeah, why, why am I a Christian in the first place? Um, like what, what is it about God's goodness in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, can just be really, I think, can be really grounding. Um, mm. And hearing that from other people, asking them. Um, Louis is really good at that, I think. We were at our staff Christmas party or something last year and we, it was like the extrovert stream and the introverts like, we're exhausted. We had a little, little pocket in the corner. And one of the things we asked is, yeah. And like Louis just asked, he was like, so Emily, like, what do you just love about Jesus? And I was just, oh yeah, you're right. And, um, <laughs> yeah, like I, asking people helps you remember what you love as well. Um, um because we are wired differently. Yeah. And so then probably the things that draw us to him in the first place are going to be different. Mm. Wow. Um, and what a great, what a great launch pad to then be able to mm. spend time with him or spend time with others. Jesus also gives us a um, short circuit boredom hack in John mm. 15 in our key text, mm. which I think is pretty cool. Uh, from verse 10, he says, uh, for verse nine, as the Father has loved me, so have I, so have I loved you. Mm-hmm. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as mm-hmm. I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be full. Uh, if you want to rush, try and keep some of Jesus's commandments, like more blessed to give than to receive, mate. It's like let's go do some secret giving. Yeah. and keep some Jesus commandments and be like just the process of like getting your heart to that point to mm. move your hands and to get your body out there man sorry I just think of like I mean I this is a personality thing right we've been on the personality thing <laughs> retreats are great but it's just like give me a mission and then I'm bottom board anymore it's just like <laughs> Babe, give me a I Jesus commanded it... mission <laughs> give me a mission I actually I think you have to have both though I think it was mm. oh. it was Bono who said to uh, that guy, what's his name? Desmond Tutu. He said something like, oh, you know, do you, do you pray, you know, when you're thinking about doing this amazing world changing life stuff, do you, do you get time to pray? And his response was, 
of course we wouldn't be able to do this stuff otherwise you know it's it's that you know that we can't actually do all that god wants us to do or we're going to be limited um by our incapacity by our own understanding of what god's wanting to us to do in the world um we actually need to withdraw so that we can hear from god and then come back with his spirit with more of his spirit with more of um yeah a knowledge of of why he's put us here it can't be one or the other which is why i like the breathing going back to the breathing thing because it's got to be it's got to be in and then it's got to be out we can't just be taking in and in and in it yeah you're at it i just tried to and i was like oh. yeah well we've got to give out of that depth well that's really helpful thank you alice um hopefully uh those of you listening in your reservoir has been filled um hopefully you've got uh maybe some ways of um collecting and drinking the living water and uh, we don't have to you know go and dig any cisterns of our own but we can go to christ um perhaps maybe i'll close on just uh this verse these verses from philippians that may be a wonderful first step of application for us all finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely Whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Thanks for listening in. This is the Flourishing in Christ, Vine, Trellis and Crow podcast, and you've been with Em, Alice, and myself, Louis, and uh, we'll chat again soon. See you later. Hey, guys. Bye.